Hey, welcome to the post-game show. I'm Grant Cohn, live from Levi Stadium. The 49ers just won a meaningless preseason game, 28-21 over the Green Bay Packers, who they own. And I'm going to get into all the players who did well, who did poorly, and evaluate them soon. But first, got to talk news. we got to talk business. And as often is the case with the preseason game, the news has nothing to do with what happened in the game. The news tonight is what happened in New Jersey or wherever the Jets were playing. I don't know. Zach Wilson hurt his knee. It could be bad. It looked a lot like the play Jimmy Garoppolo had in 2018 where he was scrambling and cut on his left knee and it buckled. This time, Zach Wilson cut on his right knee and it buckled. Um, I don't even know if they've had the MRI yet. We'll see. But this is the big news because if Zach Wilson is out for the year, what do the Jets and Robert Solid do? It's, it's, it's spooky how parallel this is between him and Kyle, right? Because with Kyle, when Salah was here, year two of the Kyle regime, Jimmy Garoppolo gets injured. And Kyle got to use the injury excuse all year. Well, yeah, I just had my second losing season in a row, but don't fire me. My quarterback was hurt. Remember that year I put him on the hot seat. And everyone's like, that's ridiculous. Every, every coach gets three years. Well, maybe not in New York. That's the one thing about taking the head coaching job with the Giants or the Jets. New York is impatient. And if the, every other coach on every other team gets three years, then maybe Salah gets two. And I know that's in the back of his – I think that's in the back of his mind. I don't know. Um, so if that's the case, if he – like, does he feel he can just trot out Joe Flacco for an entire season if Zach Wilson is out and keep his job? I don't know. I know Kyle Shanahan felt very confident that he could trot out Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard and keep his job, but this is a whole different market. So wouldn't it be interesting if Wilson tears his ACL and the Jets trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Jimmy Garoppolo's job is to save Robert Sala's job one year after saving Kyle Shanahan's job? Because frankly, if, Sal if Shanahan had missed the playoffs last year for the fourth time in five years, all bets are off. So, like, no one wants Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's like a fringe backup at this point, but you got to give him credit for saving Kyle Sanahan's job, and he just go might save Robert Sala's job too. No idea what the Niners would get for Jimmy Garoppolo in a desperation trade with the Jets, but probably not much. I mean, they were talking about Joe Flacco being a real good quarterback, right? Didn't Robert Sala say that last month? Anyway, this is the big news that – the Niners may have a new trade partner. It could be the Browns and the Jets in a, a bidding war for Jimmy Garoppolo. Wouldn't that be great? Anyway, that's the big news. We'll see what happens. I don't think the MRI is even in. The, the injury from this game, Drake Jackson left early with a shoulder injury. It, it might have been when he was diving to try to get a sack. He left the game and went to the locker room. That seemed bad. But then after the game, they said it's a stinger, which should not be a long-term injury. So that's good news because if Drake Jackson had separated his shoulder and he was going to miss time in the regular season, then this, everything that happened out here would be bad. You know, all the good stuff you saw from Danny Gray, Trey Lance, doesn't matter. It was against backups. What really happened was Drake Jackson got hurt, and he's very important to this team, but he's coming back, it seems. I was curious to see how they'd use him. I didn't see him rushing from the interior. Maybe you guys could correct me on that. He looked like he was rushing from the edge. He didn't get any pressure, but there was one play where there was a bootleg, play-action bootleg to his side, and you don't block that edge rusher. 
you're trying to fool him and make him bite on the handoff and then boot around him. He didn't get fooled. He knocked down the pass. So that's what we saw from Drake Jackson today. Let's see uh, what his injury status is going forward. Trey Lance. I don't want to get too gaga over Trey Lance. But I did come into the game noticing that the whole world went gaga over Malik Willis Thursday night for a 6 of 11 performance with like two good throws and a nice scramble. I mean, Malik Willis looked not looked good for a rookie, but if you watch the entire game, I mean, he hesitated on every throw. He threw nothing on time. He looked like a guy who's not ready. But everyone's like, he looks great. Forget Ryan Tannehill. I'll say, okay, well, let's see what people say about Trey Lance tonight. And frankly, he looked way better than Malik Willis. I mean, much more ready. I think that's what people were looking for. Like, not the physical attributes. We saw that last year. Can you please show us you've been on this team for a year? Show us the seasoning that the Niners said you got on the scout team. And I think we saw it. I mean, he wasn't going against the starting defense, but he looked calm, in rhythm, in control of the offense. He looked accurate. He looked good. He slid. He fucking slid. After the game, he said he's never slid in a football game in his life, but he was visualizing it last night in the hotel, and he wanted to do it. So he did it. So look, when when training camp was happening and people would just plop down stats and be like, he's struggling, I think a lot of people expected him to struggle in this game. But he didn't. And that's why I've been giving all this context in training camp that I don't well, – I always give context. But I've been making a point of it with Lance because I'm what I'm seeing – is a guy whose numbers aren't great in training camp, but that's more a function of the Niners starting cornerbacks kicking ass and the Niners defense giving up no open receivers. Once Lance had a little bit of time in the pocket, I mean, he was dicing up this defense. So again, I think what we're seeing in camp is a defense dominating an offense collectively. Once the playing field's a little bit evened out, Trey Lance is... Skill shines. I mean, does anyone still want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the team, uh, the quarterback of this team? Raise your hand right now. If you want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback of this team, I think as soon as he hit that Lance, that 76-yard touchdown to Danny Gray, I think everyone forgot Jimmy Garoppolo's name. He might have been here tonight. Everyone was like, who are you? Go home. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> you know, after the game, uh, Kyle Shanahan, God love him, still trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. The thing about Jimmy is that he can really throw it deep. Nothing was off limits in the playbook for Jimmy. <laughs> well, anyway, he said it with a straight face. Jimmy Garoppolo never would have thrown that pass. Do you understand how wasted Danny Gray would have been on Jimmy Garoppolo? It's nice to see Danny Gray and Trey Lance working together because they didn't get much work together in training camp. I, there might have been one target, zero catches. I think that's correct. I know that's correct. So now they're starting to work together. Clearly, this guy needs to be on the field in the regular season. Um, they need, they have a little rapport. I don't know how much Danny Gray can do. I don't know if he can beat starting corners in the NFL, man-to-man, one-on-one. But if you forget about him, he plays fast. That's a touchdown. He might be just that guy that gets two targets, one catch, 50 yards every game. Anyway, we're going to talk about Trey, uh, Danny Gray in a minute. Trey Lance, that's a really encouraging performance, though, right? Not necessarily because how he moved the ball, but just the command. The command. The accuracy. Look pretty good to me. J.R. Beckle says we lost 90% of the Jimmy fanboys. Yeah, where'd they go? Flav, where you at? Someone come and tell us that we're being too bullish on Trey Lance, that Jimmy Garoppolo needs to save this team. Where are you? 
All right, let's talk the backup quarterbacks. Nate Sudfeld versus Brock Purdy. So Nate Felt, Sudfeld comes in, first pass touchdown to Ray, Ray Ray McLeod. He's wide open, though. And then, look, I can't stand watching Nate Sudfeld play quarterback. Let me just be 100% transparent. I'm biased against him. I hate the style of which he plays. Here's how I would describe Nate Sudfeld. He's a robot. He can't do anything instinctual on his own athletically. But I'm sure he digests all the coach speak, all the instructions, and the coaches trust that he will do exactly what he's told. And I hate that style of quarterback. He's the human joystick without any top-level elite traits. So on third and – there was a third and third and eight. He checked it down. Had, I know it was a third and six. He had a two-yard completion on third and six. It's a fucking exhibition game. Live a little, Nate. What the fuck are you doing? Check him down on third and six, two yard. That was terrible. And then, like, he'll he'll be doing good, though. He'll be executing, checking down, hitting running backs. And then all of a sudden, there'll be a little bit of pressure. He'll try to move and get tackled by a shoelace. It's like, man, this guy can't fucking move. He is a robot, a human joystick. And, yeah, if, if, if the players around him are good, if the coach is good, he might just execute at an acceptable level, but he's tough to watch. And then Brock Purdy comes in after him. Brock Purdy's smaller, doesn't have any zip on his throws. Nate Sudfeld has more zip on his throws than Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's first throw should have been a pick. He's running around. He throws the ball down the field. Nothing on it almost gets picked. Then he settles in. And all of a sudden, he keeps going off script, which when Nate Sudfeld does that, God help you. I mean, he is an interception fumble sack waiting to happen when he goes off script. Brock Purdy? He makes things happen when he goes off script. And he's cool. I mean, look, I was not impressed with Brock Purdy in camp at all. But there's a gamer quality to him. You know, like, forget all the coaching. Forget all the stuff he told me to do. There's pressure in my face. Watch what I make happen. I was always a big Nick, Nick Mullins guy, right? Nick Mullins couldn't move. Brock Purdy is a little bit like a Nick Mullins who can move. That's a, that's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Nate Sudfeld? That's the human tank job. If you need to lose a game, bring in Nate Sudfeld. If you need to win one, maybe bring in Brock Purdy. I want to see how this plays out because to me, the quarterback competition is between these two guys. Trey Lance is, is the starter on this team. But he's just learning to slide now. What if he misses a month like Kyler Murray did last, last year? Who fills in and who wins a couple of games? It ain't Sudfeld. Sudfeld can't run. I, I have no use for a quarterback in 2022 who can't move. Your name better be Peyton or Tom if you can't move. And his name isn't Peyton or Tom. It's Nate. Sorry. I want Purdy as the backup quarterback. Nate, take your $2 million guaranteed and go somewhere. Kick rocks, touch grass. Da Danny Gray. I owe Danny Gray an apology. I was dogging him all at camp. He doesn't run a complete route tree. He doesn't catch the ball with his hands consistently. But what he does do, he does very well. And honestly, when you're drafting a wide receiver at the end of round three, he might have been the 11th wide receiver. No, no, no. He might have been the 17th wide receiver drafted this year. You're not realistically looking for a starting wide receiver. You're looking for a guy who can play a role. Right? It looks like he can play a role. 
He can fulfill a role on this team that no one else can. He's clearly way faster than everyone else in the wide receiver group. Debo can't move like that. Ah, you can't move like that. And after the game, Lance was just like, so it was like, take us through that touchdown pass to Danny Gray. He was like, I just do it to the fast guy. That's what I did in college. I had Christian Watson. I threw it to, deep to him all the time. Now I have a guy like that again is essentially what he said. So um, I don't know that Danny Gray will ever start a game for the 49ers or ever be a guy who gets more than 50 targets in a season. But on a team with Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle, third and seven, no one's thinking about Danny Gray. What was what down was it when he caught that touchdown? Third down, right? So if you got all these coverages to bracket Debo and take away Kittle and make sure you don't get who's covering Danny Gray. I'm just saying, all it takes is one busted coverage, one time where you forget. You saw, you saw Trey Lance. He had no hesitation. Third and nine, single, single high, throwing it to Danny Gray. Anyway, it's about time the Niners had someone like this in their offense. I think they went away from these kind of players because Jimmy Garoppolo was the quarterback, even though he has a huge arm, according to Kyle Shanahan. But it's nice to have him back. Uh, I got to say, if you're taking a wide receiver at the end of round three, this is what you want. This is what you want. Not a complete guy, but a dangerous guy, an explosive guy. I was impressed with Danny Gray. Now let's talk running backs because this is very interesting. First of all, Elijah Mitchell's injured. I thought he had the day off. No, 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 no. Elijah Mitchell has a soft tissue injury. It might be a hamstring. Not good because he gets injured a lot. He got injured a lot last year. I was under the impression that the Niners were bullish on him and were going to really give him more carries this year. But anytime I ask Kyle Shanahan about Elijah Mitchell, he's like, he needs to stay healthy. Not healthy. So forget him for now. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s next man up. He didn't play tonight. So of the new guys, who's good? All right, they gave the start to Trey Sermon. Not impressed. I don't really like Trey Sermon. I don't know why they drafted him. I mean, I guess I know why. Like, he played in the gun and ran zone read with Justin Fields in college, and maybe he can do that here with the 49ers and Trey Lance. But, like, every running back plays in the shotgun and the zone read in college now. There's nothing special about that. Trey Sermon had a bunch of nice, you know, Games at Ohio State, but every running back does. The, the holes are huge. I mean, the team is better than everyone they face. What we see out here with Trey Sermon is a, is a running back who's big and slow and indecisive. Trey Sermon's signature move is the – in the backfield. Oh, wait, where am I going? I don't know. So that was terrible. That was a terrible impression of Trey Sermon. But he doesn't go anywhere. He gets stopped in the backfield a lot. He averaged one point. He didn't even average two, point, two yards to carry. I'm not sure he should make this team. So he was over there struggling against backups with three-fifths three of the Niners starting offensive line in there. He couldn't get anything. Ty Davis Price comes in, and he's the opposite of Sermon. Sermon's slow and indecisive, but agile. Like, he's making all these cuts and going nowhere. Ty Davis Price makes no cuts. No cuts. He just runs fast. He's big and fast and runs, and runs hard. Cool. It's just that... He just slams into his own blockers. Did you see that run where he ran as hard as he could into Donovan West? He broke Donovan West's rib. He just, he just slams into the line. They spent a third-round pick on a guy whose signature move is to slam into the line. 
I don't understand why the Niners drafted him or Trey Sermon. They're running backs. Those were third-round picks. You could have taken offensive linemen. You could have taken anything. Running backs? This team has proven over and over and over again that they can get these guys after the draft. Okay, so okay, so the two third-round picks have their chance. Both look not great. Then Jermichael Hasty comes in, who they're dying to cut, right? Undrafted free agent, no use for him. Seven yards to carry. He's so explosive. And on this team in the regular season, they don't actually hand him the ball. He's a third down scat back, never gets the ball. As a running back, explosive as hell. Quick, fast. I like him. Seven yards of carry. Then he leaves. And then it's time to actually give Jordan Mason some carries, undrafted rookie free agent. You can't tackle that guy. Tell me he's not better than Ty Davis Price right now. I love Jordan Mason. The Niners running backs this year legitimately should be Elijah Mitchell, six-round pick. Jeff Wilson Jr., undrafted free agent. Jermichael Hasty, undrafted free agent. Jordan Mason, undrafted free agent. If those were their four running backs, you'd be like, that's a hell of a running back room. Why the hell do they draft these third-round picks? They don't need them. Someone needs to tell Kyle, Mike, Kyle, listen to your dad. Your dad wouldn't have done that. He did draft Hayden Bell in round two. That was a mistake. Taking it back. But Jordan Mason, tell me that guy doesn't look for, he looks terrific. I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan Mason was their starting running back in a year or two. I don't understand why they drafted Ty Davis Price. Will the coaching staff have the guts to cut Sermon? He's not working out in the running back room. Is tight. They could trade him. Trade him. Trade him for another bust. I would do that. Get rid of him, man. Uh, I'm not impressed with Trey, the, the running back. Jonathan Chavez says, we're them Jimmy lovers. Jimmy be wearing boots moving. Kyle is blowing the dust on the 10, year, 10 extra pages of plays he couldn't use on Jimmy. Yeah, man. Jimmy looks like he has like size 20 feet and he's just like running around in clown shoes, right? It's like, damn, Jimmy. Any, real, any realistic situation that would send Jimmy to the Browns and bring Kareem Hunt to the Niners? I don't think so. I don't think so. And again, I don't think the Niners need a running back. Hey, what's up, man? I don't think the Niners, I appreciate you, man. I don't think the Niners need another running back. Jordan Mason looked phenomenal. Nate is like a stale bread as a quarterback. Nate is the human sloth. I'm sorry. Nate, if you're watching your family, I'm so sorry. But I have to watch you play football. Other people do too. Just be a coach. I'm sorry, Nate. Everything you do is too slow. Okay. Samuel Womack. Every preseason, there is a, a player who totally seizes the moment. It might be Samuel Womack. When they drafted him in the round five, I'm not going to lie, I never heard of him. I thought he was the worst pick they had. Then I see him in camp, and I notice of all the nickelbacks, he's the guy who's consistently in great coverage. Like, he's like white on rice. And I'm thinking, yeah, but it's practice, and he's a little handsy and a little grabby. I want to see if he can do it in a real game. Then this fucking guy intercepts two passes? Two? Whoa. And it's not like they were tipped it's not like he was chilling in zone and the guy didn't see him. He was in man-to-man -man coverage on third down both times. You understand how hard it is to intercept a pass in man-to-man -man coverage? First of all, you have your back to the quarterback. You're just following the guy around. And he did that very well. He's in the guy's hip pocket, as it were. Then he sees the guy's eyes light up, hands go out, turns his head, 
Ambry Thomas can't do that. In his whole life, Ambry Thomas will never do that part of being a DB. Womack did it today. Turned his head, caught the ball twice. Second time, returned it 50 yards. That's not a fluke. That is not a fluke. That is extremely difficult stuff. In five years, did we ever see K1 Williams make a play like that, let alone two? No. So when I see Womack on the field, what do I see? Dude with really long arms who's quick and gives up no breathing room. If, if Womack is what he showed today, if Womack's the truth and, and uh, Traverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley are healthy, these quarterbacks are going to be really, really fucking good. I'm not used to the Niners having corners who could just lock you up man to man. What was the last fucking time they had guys like that? And not just guys who lock you up man to man, guys who lock you up and pick the ball off. I didn't see this coming. I mean, you got two undrafted free agents on the outside and the fifth round pick in the middle, and they're all playing really nice. I thought you had to make huge investments in this position to get good players. Good for the 49ers for finding these guys because it ain't easy. It ain't easy. Samuel Womack, salute to you, man. Hell of a fucking night. Joshua Wyatt says Lance looked more comfortable than I've ever seen him. I was concerned he would look bad in the vanilla offense. Kyle deserves at least some credit. Yeah, man, I agree. It seems like, shout out Joshua Wyatt. Uh, it seems like whatever Kyle was trying to do last year, the seasoning, the preparation, it worked tonight. I'll give him credit. C. Turley says, Grant, I can hear you from my hotel at the Hyatt down the street. LOL. <laughs> Appreciate you. I'm going to be in Minneapolis next week. I just booked my trip today. So excited for that. So excited. Clinton Peterson says, Grant, thanks for always having the best content. Your post-game, your post-game reactions are my favorite part of the season. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Clinton. I appreciate it. I'm doing what I can. Isaiah Gill. Trey fucking area. This is the times now. Great. I think Mitch Wisnowski and I have a breakout year. Is he the franchise punter we can build this team around? Yeah. This is it. Was Mitch Wisnowski like 31 years old? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think so. All right. Did you guys see my grades? I was trying to do them on the uh, down there, and all the uh, cheerleaders walked out, and they're like, oh, my God, can you take a picture of me? I was like, no. I think I'm going to do my grades from up here from now on. That was outrageous. I was outraged. Last, last, last person, and this is negative, but I want to just say to various more, we're all rooting for a young guy who tore his Achilles to come back and make a full recovery, but so far, not so good. I don't think he's ready. He got burned for that long touchdown in the first quarter. He was in aggressive man-to-man coverage, bump and run, got beat off the line, had to turn and accelerate, and couldn't accelerate. Frankly, he looked like Richard Sherman, old Richard Sherman. So I'm not writing him off, but I don't think they can use him anytime soon. He's still recovering, if he ever does. Remember two years ago when the Niners wanted to use, three years ago, when the Niners wanted to use Jason Verrett, and they brought him in against Pittsburgh? They gave up that long touchdown, and then you never saw him again. That's kind of how I felt about what Tavarius Moore did. Like, dude, oof, sorry. You've had a, you know, you've taken strides, but you're not ready. So keep rehabbing, and hopefully you'll be more explosive in the future because if that's what he looks like, you can't put him on the field. He can't tackle, doesn't take good angles, can't cover, can't play him. So that was one of the main guys I wanted to evaluate in this game, Tavarius Moore, not good. Um, the other DBs look great, though. So it's not a huge problem, but it's something to note 
that this is a guy they probably shouldn't be relying on this se- this season unless he does something different in the future. Wardell MF says my first super chat. Thank you. I asked if I asked you if they are working on a slide. You and Rohan dismissed me. Yeah, Wardell BTS. I guess he was working on his slide tray area. Well, I asked him, and he said he never was working on his slide. I said, where did that come from? And he said everyone on the team was telling him to slide, so we did it. But he wasn't practicing. He said he did play Little League Baseball, but he could count on one hand the amount of times he slid feet first. Now, I played a lot of baseball, too, and I was a big base dealer. But I never had the courage to, like, dive headfirst into second base. That's how you break fingers. You don't need to. Did Barry Bonds dive headfirst into second base? No. He slid. I slid. Now, Ricky Henderson dove. He was the man. But that takes a lot of courage. I didn't have that. Do I look like the kind of guy who has that kind of courage? No. Got to keep the face looking good. You know what I'm saying? Can't just plop that in some dirt. Too Far TV says, been watching since Press Democrat days. Hey, appreciate you. Happy for you. Think Emery's better than his numbers show. Always in great position, but shout out to <laughs> shout out my channel, Too Far TV. Yeah, my thing with Emery is like, my, my running joke is he's almost in... He's almost making hell of plays. Like, he almost broke up hell of fucking passes tonight. He just didn't break up any and gave up some catches. Ambry, don't be the almost guy. Be the guy who does something. Ambry. That pass to Gray sure did have a nice spiral and touch and loft. I mean, but Jimmy would have thrown it better. Can you imagine what would have happened if Jimmy even attempted that pass? The Freak says, my personal fave, offensive play of the night. Trey avoids pressure, steps up, resets feet and shoulders, reads the coverage, makes a quick decision, uses legs for a nice gain, and slides! Jimmy would never. I agree. That was quite nice. I think it was like an important night for the fan base. I think everyone was officially like, hey, Jimmy, good night and good luck. <laughs> Thank you. If that seven-yard pass is the one play, Trey, I'll take it. That's what I'm saying, man. If, if, if Trey is one play, Trey, then Jimmy is no play Jimmy, right? Zero play Jimmy. That's what, I'll take one play someone over. No, no play someone. See, Turley says, Grant, shout out Fernando in your chat. Biggest Jimmy Santa of all time makes play look like a Trey fan. Shout out Fernando. Uh, all right, that's my show. Thanks for watching. It was only half 20 minutes tonight, but uh, it's late and I want to go home and get some sleep. I'll be back tomorrow morning and we'll do another little, uh, you know, wrap up, talk about stuff. Hold on. Christian says, Washington says early 2019. It's time for a trade doo-wop part two. I'm going to have to work on some uh, Trey Lance doo-wop. I'll have to. But I, I don't want to just throw it out there without if it's not finished. I'm going to Minneapolis on Tuesday. I'm excited. You guys been? Never been. I heard it's a hell of a town. I'm saying downtown. Vikings practice in a suburb called Egan. I could have said Egan. I was like, fuck that. Fuck that. Say an Egan, what I look like. I'm trying to get the, the, the Twin City experience, see what it's all about. I'm excited. You could go in, in January where it's negative 19 degrees. No, I'm not going like I'm going now. Minneapolis. And to me, this is really important. It cost me a lot of money to go to Minneapolis, but it's an investment. Because if I don't go, then you guys are going to read about those practices from someone else, and then they'll be the number one YouTube channel on 49ers YouTube. No! I want to be the guy that you come to. So I'm going. Fuck that. Fuck that. Sorry for cursing. Not so much. Fernando, thank you. Brad Burke says, just watch your grades, vid, and found it funny as hell when the cheerleaders are walking behind you. 
I could have stopped and re like done it somewhere else, but I was like, I don't know. It's kind of unusual. <laughs> kind of funny. Trey area. Yeah. Scotty Fox tweeted something the other day that pissed me off. I don't know what it was. Scotty Fox had DJ for Cameo when we were kids. Scotty Fox in the mix. You know what I'm saying? But he tweeted something about the Niners that pissed me off. I don't know what it was. Kinlaw? I don't know. He didn't really do much. He had no stats. I was watching him a lot. He played hard. My thing with Kinlaw, and I don't think Javon understands this, I don't feel like I ever criticized him. My criticism of Javon is for John Lynch. And I like John Lynch. We could talk off the record. We could talk cordially. But it was like, Javon, what you got from Javon is exactly what he was supposed to be. I mean, the knee was red flag at the combine. He didn't have big sack production in college. I don't know what they were projecting, but he is what he was at South Carolina State. So it's hard to... It's hard to knock Javon, right? It's like, I don't know what you thought he was going to be. He's exactly what he was at South Carolina. What's wrong with that? You can't knock a player for being what he is. I mean, you can knock a team for thinking he'd be DeForest Buckner. He doesn't have that kind of pass rush finesse. He's not a finesse player. He's a power player. He does that well. But he's replacing Buckner, not his fault. Lynch's fault. That's how I feel. That's how I've always felt. It's too bad. Before they even pick Kinlaw, I was like, they better not trade. They better not take a defensive tackle with this pick and just be like, we're we're trading Buckner for a rookie. And he's gonna like they gave him the same number as Buckner. The same number. They're like, oh yeah, Buckner's a fan favorite, but no one can really tell the difference between defensive tackle. Just put a 99 on him, no one knows know the difference. Man, that's a lot of pressure. That's not fair. Anyway, that's how I feel. Do the Jets trade for Jimmy G now? I don't even know if Zach Wilson's had an MRI yet. We shall see. We shall see. We drafted a run stuffer. Good job. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't take that player with that profile at that pick. The profile was there. He is exactly what his profile said he would be. And the Niners were like, no, he's more. Okay. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Fernando. Fernando. All right, guys, I'm leaving. I'm going to go drive home. Thanks for watching. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. I'm going to try to wake up early and do some business. Peace, guys. Thanks for watching.